Welcome to the Product Podcast, brought to you by Product School. Here, you'll get fresh insight from the people at the very top of the tech companies who make the products we love. Remember, you can learn product management live online. Visit productschool.com to discover our new certificate path. There, you can also join the world's largest community of PMs and network with the leaders from these podcasts at our online events. There's something happening almost every day. Hello, everyone. I'm Kushbu, and I'll be talking about the essentials of product specification document today. But before we get started, let me give a brief introduction about myself. I have over 10 years of work experience across investment banking, tech, and product management. Seven years specifically in tech and product management. And I have worked across startups as well as mature firms like Amazon, Citigroup, and Oracle. I have worked on both seller side as well as customer side products. On seller side, I've specifically covered seller performance matrix on the customer side, more on the UGC front, which is user-generated content, then the travel funnel in Amazon, and the ways or product intervention to digitize the payments. On personal front, I'm a mother of a three-year-old, and I'm a DIY and art enthusiast. I also maintain an Instagram handle where I post DIY and educational activities for kids to engage them in a constructive manner. So with that, let's move on to the session. These are the key takeaways for today's session. We will cover what is a product specification document? Why is it required in the first place? How can you make a product specification document? And what are the do's and don'ts for this? And how can you avoid the pitfalls? With that, let's get started as to what is a product or specification document. And I'm covering this specifically for folks who might not be familiar with this term. Now, in many organizations, people use different other terms like a business requirement document or a product requirement document, and all depends on the kind of readers you have. So a document name does not matter, but what matters is how are you altering the content basis the readers that you present to. A product specification document is the blueprint of the product, which should basically cover as to why the product is required in the first place, what should it look like, how should it function, along with the other parameters like impact, instrumentation, how do you roll out, etc., etc., which we will cover in the later part of the session. Now, the primary purpose of the product specification document is to give all the information that your development team might need in order to create a product. It also serves as a way to align different stakeholders and could be a single source of truth for the product. Now, the end objective is to ship the right product to the customers. And essentially, we can call it a product cookbook. The way we need recipes in order to create a dish, similarly, we need this document in order to create a quality product. Now, that does not mean that you have to put how to write code in the document, but it should basically give an idea of what the end product should look like. 
So with that, we move on to the second part of the session, which is why is a product specification document required? The first and the foremost reason is clarity of thoughts. Writing brings clarity. It forces you to think critically upfront and answer all the hard questions, like why is a product required in the first place? Is it really solving the problem that exists? Or are we creating a problem that does not even exist? And in what extent will it solve the problem too? Once you start writing, it enhances clarity. And you think of all the use cases that might be required in order to create a good product. So what it ensures is that you get a quality product and you waste lesser time in redoing things later on. Now, the other point is streamlining communication. One of the very important aspects of product management rule is also to get stakeholder alignment. Now, these stakeholders could be across functions, from engineering to marketing to legal to business and so on. This document helps you to batch the communication and avoid ambiguity amongst all your stakeholders. Not having a spec might work for a small feature or a small setup because there are fewer moving parts over there. But it would not work or it is most likely not going to work for a mature firm or a mature product where, where there are a lot of moving parts and not having a document where everything is documented with clarity can only lead to a lot of confusion. This confusion could cause the organization a lot later with a suboptimal product and a lot of effort going in in redoing things. Now think of a feature where you wanted to test something in order to improve your user conversion and you did not give a product or specification document and the engineering forgot to do any instrumentation for me measuring the matrix. So while you can still go, and launch the product, you do not really have a way to know whether the feature was successful or was it a failure. So now this is a waste of energy and effort at different levels in the organization because you would have taken a lot of time to probably align stakeholders and go ahead and build this. And now you will have to redo these things again, justifying as to why this is being done. So it's good to have one single source of truth which conveys the message across the board and leads to a good quality output at the end of the day. And the third one is driving accountability. With a document, a product manager is able to align the goals and objectives amongst different stakeholders. But once it is documented clearly without ambiguity, the developer becomes accountable for developing the right product, the QA becomes accountable for testing as per the specifications, and then the data instrumentation should be done right so that the BI can set up the right query and accordingly the success of the product could be measured. So just because it is documented with clarity, it ensures that there is accountability across the board. And not only this, because the document has been reviewed by all the stakeholders, this also ensures that there are fewer last-minute requests which only leads to confusion. Moving on to the third part of our session, 
which is key elements of product specification document. I'm trying to list down a few of the items that should ideally be covered in this document, but at the end of it, a lot depends on who your reader is and you can accordingly customize your document based on their needs and the context that they have. The first and the foremost bit is stating the problem statement, the problem that we are trying to solve along with the background of it so that the readers can understand as to why the product is required. And what naturally follows is the solution and the impact of that product. Now, the third point is scope and user personas. It is important to include what is the scope of the product. For example, you might want to consider whether the product is applicable only for desktop or is it also for app version. Similarly, you should try to see who your end audience is, who are your customers. And it's okay to list down only the primary set of users to start off with. But try to create those user personas, which is effectively hypothetical individuals, which could be your target audience or the actual audience for which you are creating the product. The reason you should keep this in mind is that it helps you understand the needs of those particular customers and accordingly design the product. The fourth point is very closely related to user personas, which is user stories. Now, what are those user stories? Those are perspectives or your individual user personas. And there's a typical way of writing these user stories. For example, suppose you want to create a feature of applying coupon in the funnel so that customer can avail a discount or a particular set of customer can avail a discount. In that case, your user story could be, as a customer X, if I select apply coupon, I should be able to avail the discount. It is also good practice to include the acceptance criteria corresponding to these user stories, which further get translated by QA in terms of test cases. And the developers also ensure that the product meets the acceptance criteria. Now comes product design and user interaction. Now, this is one of the most important inputs for your developers. In fact, in many companies, they call it technical specification document. What developers essentially do is translate what you have written over here in form of code and then finally in the form of the product. So what does this entail? This entail as to how the customer is interacting with different elements of your product. And I strongly recommend that you include some wireframes or maybe pencil marks because it just gives uh, users a visual to understand as to how the final product will look like. Eventually, you should include a user interface over there with the help of your design team. Now comes instrumentation. So your product document should also list down the fields for which you want the analytics. Now this is important because while designing, 
tech will ensure that those fields are instrumented well and bi can set up the queries in order to pull out different datas which further will help you read those data points and determine how to iterate the product and also decide whether the product is a success or a failure that document should also include the rollout plan the ab test and also the future iterations the future iterations is very important you should try to give a north star vision of your product so that while the technical team is trying to design the product they do keep those use cases in mind and design it from a long term perspective at the end of it you can alter this framework it is not a black and white framework you can choose to customize it basis your audience let's move on to how do you write the product specification document you do understand that writing takes time but you have to also maintain that right balance between being agile and being right so i've just listed down few pointers that could help you move slightly faster so we always start with customer problem as to what problem your product is going to solve now understand the problem and then try to list down all possible solutions you can then pick up the solution that best suits the customer needs as well as align with the company goals and you can make a quick draft of all those features that you have in mind along with maybe rough pencil marks in a piece of paper or in a document and take initial level review or inputs from the stakeholders this is primarily to validate the sanctity of your idea and whether they are aligned on it now once you have the inputs from different stakeholders it will be good to bake that in a proper full fledged document along with the help from design team who can help you design the right ux right customer experience and the user journeys and then you can review that document with the stakeholders and get their alignment you can also iterate if that is required and then finally move on to the development of the product now one step that is very important before you move on to the development is freezing the specs you cannot expect to keep writing and giving an inputs while the developer is developing it is like i'm changing the recipe after i have started making the uh, dish and that might not lead to the right result exactly that is what could happen so it's good to freeze the scope before the development really starts now that does not mean that you cannot iterate on the product product document is normally a living document but you should iterate it in next phase you should build upon it you should uh, think as to what could be done incrementally or differently if the things have not worked out the way it was supposed to but for the time being for the phase when the development is about to begin please freeze the scope so that life becomes easier for the developers as well as the product managers for that matter and yeah a calm mind and a cup of coffee is a must moving on to the last section of our session which is do's and don'ts
Now, it is important that we start with the problem and try to solve that instead of fitting in a solution into a problem. Think, rethink, question yourself if the product is really solving the problem. Also, always make it customer backwards, whether it is helping customers or not. And not just because we want to move to a new technology as it is fresh in the market. Now, the specs should be clearly written. It should not have any ambiguous scenarios because if there is ambiguity in the door, that will very well reflect in the product, which is not the desired outcome. It should be simple and easy to understand. It is not a literature test. So just the intent is that the right message should be delivered across and the developers and the stakeholders should know as to what product is going to get built. Not too much of information and not too little information. Too little information can only give limited information, again, which could lead to a suboptimal product. Too much information could also mean that you are deviating the reader from the actual nuances. Also, one point of caution, and if possible, try to make it as visual as possible, which means include the mocks, include the wireframes if you do not have the actual user flow. At least until then, try doing something by pencil as well so that it helps people visualize as to how the final product could potentially look. Last but not the least, cover all the edge cases. Dive deep and make sure that your product requirements are holistic. Avoid common pitfalls. With that, we will wrap up the sessions. In case you have any questions, do write to me on LinkedIn. I'll be happy to answer. Till then, happy writing and wish you all a very happy and prosperous 2021. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Product Podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. For more product insights, head over to productschool.com.